The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Hello, everyone. This is James Robinson, and this is Get Real Radio, and today... Our special guest is me. I am going to talk today about a subject that is, you know, on pretty much everyone who's got a spiritual basis uh, and their mind, and that is how to find God. One of the things that spiritual people love to talk about is who is God, what does God look like, where do we find Him, what happens when we do find God? Who is God? Did God come to me in a dream last night? Are there angels? Are there demons? Anything that has to do with our experience outside of our five senses has fascinated me uh, since an early age. And we all have our own path to the divine. We, Some people choose to go through the path of a religion, whether it's Christianity or Buddhism or uh, any other kind of uh, structured religion. And the first thing I would, I would ask anyone listening to this show is if you want to find God, what are you looking for? I mean, the first question that comes to mind is, is that if we're looking for a certain thing, if we're l- trying to put limits on how God appears to us or how God comes to us, that obviously will limit the type of experience that we have. So the first thing that I would suggest to people is to just open your mind and your heart to have an experience uh, that you may not even be able to imagine until you have it. And let the divine choose the form in which you will experience the divine. So, what kind of a background did you grow up with? Did you grow up in a certain religion? Did you grow up as an atheist? Did you grow up uh, as an agnostic? You know, one of the first things we learn as children is our parents' view of the divine. So, if you were raised in a a Protestant church or a Catholic church or a Muslim church or Mormon church, however you were raised, that probably was prejudiced you or made you have preconceived notions of what God looks like, how God's supposed to act, 
You know, what does it look like when God communicates with you? And so it's, it's oftentimes we're looking for something and we don't see it because God comes in another form. I mean, what happens if God comes in a form that you don't care for? What happens if God uh, comes in a form that you're not expecting? There's, uh, you know, if we put a label on God, whether we call it God, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha, or any of these other types of uh, labels, you know, what happens if God comes in another form? Even if you put a label on God, whether it's God, Yahweh, Buddha, Allah, or anything like that, God may come to you in a form you're not expecting. And there's a famous story of Sherdi Sai Baba that was a holy man in India, told a disciple that he come visit him, and the disciple spent hours making his home and cooking food and getting ready for his guru to come, and there was a knock on the door, and that man opened it thinking he was going to see his guru, and it was a beggar, and so the man told the beggar to go away, that he was expecting a very important person, and told him that he had nothing for the beggar. And then he closed the door, and he went about his business, and then he heard a scratching at the door, and he went and opened the door, and this time it was a, a mongrel dog who was searching for uh, food, and once again, the disciple kicked the dog and sent it away because he didn't want the dog there when his guru came. And after he sent the dog away, he waited and waited and waited for the rest of the night, and his guru never showed up. And so the next day, he, the disciple went to his guru and asked uh, what had happened and why had the guru not come to his house. And, and Shirdi Sai Baba said that, I did come to your house. I was the beggar and I was the dog, and you were not conscious enough to recognize me. So when God comes to us, as I say, if, if we are closed-minded and we're only looking for one kind of experience, we may miss it. And I want to explain a common concept that confuses a, a lot of people, and that is the idea that God is separate from us. We're, we learn from a lot of religions that God is outside of ourselves, and, and the way that we find God is to do the practices and do the dogmas of this religion, and somehow, some way, we will be able to reconnect with God and God will recognize us. And and to me, uh, after studying for years and years and years with religious leaders and gurus from India and spiritual leaders, I think that that misses the point. And the reasons why religions don't help us in our search for the divine is because if we believe that God is somewhere out there, we'll never find God. If you understand that God is everywhere, uh, you have to admit that it would probably be easier to find God inside of ourselves than somewhere out there. You know, everyone's idea of the divine is different, and everybody's experience with the divine is uh, based on their backgrounds, their prejudices, their beliefs, and their expectations. You might want to ask yourself, what do I expect if I find God? One of the problems a lot of people have in finding God is that they have been brought up in a belief system that God only comes on 
Armageddon Day or Judgment Day. And when God shows up, the wicked will be punished and the good will be rewarded. And if you're one of these people that are afraid of that, you may be blocking your connection to God. Uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I afraid of God? Am I afraid if I actually, if God shows up in my living room or in my dreams, what is God going to say? And my recommendation is that you let go of all of that nonsense because that is simply a belief system that you've been programmed with and may very well be blocking you from having a personal connection to God. Your experience may be far different than what you expected, and so you have to be ready to accept anything and everything as God. You know, one of the great gifts that we were given uh, as when we were born is a mind. And the mind is something that a lot of people have opinions about. The mind is something that there are an awful lot of books written about. How do we control our mind? How do we train our mind? And what exactly does the mind do? And how does it affect our lives? And the irony is, is that the mind, our mind is a self-fulfilling mental computer that doesn't want to be turned off. The irony of it is is that we do have to quieten the mind. We do have to slow it down enough to let the divine communicate with us because the divine, our minds are like tools that, were, that we inherited through our DNA in order to keep us safe, in order to help us survive. And it's such a powerful tool that it actually creates our reality. The energy of our mental thought process uh, actually colors and changes what we can sense, perceive, see, feel, hear, or taste. And so if, we're, if our mind is going a million miles an hour and we don't have any control over it, it's going to be very difficult to hear that small, clear voice that often uh, is the divine. The first step is to realize that there is something more than what we are that we're looking for. In other words, we have to admit to ourselves that we do not perceive the world as it really is because we only experience the world as our minds allow us to perceive it. And this operating software, to continue with the computer metaphor, is full of glitches. Uh, for example, when I was growing up, Many times my parents would discipline me and when they thought I was acting inappropriately. And when they would discipline me, and I'm talking about physically discipline me, they would say things like, I love you, or this hurts me more than it will hurt you. So I grew up with the understanding that love involved pain. And so when people say, I loved you, I had this subconscious message that was saying, I'm going to get hurt. So when somebody believes love can be painful, you can probably understand that they're not really ready to have a loving relationship with anybody because it could be painful. We would do anything not to find God, even though our conscious mind was praying to God to show the divine, show us, connect us to the divine. Our subconscious mind is saying, no way. And so we constantly create distractions that would prevent us from finding God. We fall in love with people who are emotionally unavailable. 
we create financial problems which keep us depressed, or we constantly create melodramatic situations that distract our mind from finding the divine. When we are middle, in the middle of a crisis, it takes a great deal of consciousness and focus to recognize that that crisis is actually God in action. If we believe that God is omnipresent and omnipotent, then we have to admit that everything we perceive is God. Even the stuff that we don't like is God. Our enemies are God. Disease is God. Criminals are God. People who have hurt us are just as much God as the people that we love and care for. The point is, is if we can open our mind to embrace the idea that God is in anything, that will greatly enhance our ability to have a connection to God. So we have to decide exactly what it is we're looking for. If we're looking for an experience where a divinely regal voice will start talking in our heads and telling us what to do, that only rarely happens. I've been with spiritual organizations and gurus and met many, many people who are very sincere in their religious practices and that they have spent years and years and years trying to become enlightened. And I don't, I could count on one hand the amount of people that claim that they have, they hear voices or they actually have a visual or physical connection to God. So it's it's important to understand that a lot of times we can connect to God in ways that we don't actually perceive as connecting to God. And if we are looking for an experience where we feel empowered and confident, grateful and loving, or peaceful and filled with joy, that can be just as much a connection to God as hearing a voice or seeing a burning bush or having some kind of actual physical manifestation that we interpret as being a connection to God. Now, there there are lots of pseudo-philosophies that have developed over uh, the last few decades, and, and we all know who they are, uh, things like the law of attraction or the power of now or anything, any kind of system that promises the ability to manifest the life of your dreams. Uh, these are just more modern versions of things called high magic or energy manipulation, or alchemy. I lived with a teacher for two years who was a a Wiccan and a healer and a Mexican curandero who taught me how to do high magic and create light language to communicate with God and gave me formulas to incur divine interventions and many other shamanistic and holistic approaches to connect with the divine. I would think that I did start to have a connection to the divine, but I couldn't say definitively that I had found a direct connection with God. I didn't hear any voices. I didn't see any miracles uh, when I woke up in the morning. Uh, I knew that something was happening. I knew that I was starting to become more peaceful, more calm, more accepting, but I was a long way away from something that I would characterize as a direct connection with God. I knew that I was building a foundation for communicating with God because it opened my mind to the possibility that God was something other than what I understood and believed. 
Now, I also studied with and was very close to a self-proclaimed Indian guru, someone who was from India, and he he promised to teach me how to connect with God. In fact, he charged me a lot of money to be able to connect with God on a daily basis. Uh, He performed many ceremonies which promised to infuse me with a mastery of divine energy. And to be honest with you, at the end of our relationship, I was left broke, devastated, and depressed. I guess the real irony of that was that I've come to realize that that was just as much God in action as if I had had some mystical experiences and was able to turn water into wine. God works in many different ways. We hear that in all kinds of religions. And I've studied with a lot of other teachers who have promised me enlightenment or greater consciousness with various varying degrees of success. I have been certified in 15 healing modalities. I've seen great results with these methods where people were instantly healed from cancer or tumors, chronic disease, cuts and broken bones. But I never felt like I had a direct communication with the divine because I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't have any physical uh, sensations when I was doing these things. They just happened. And so I have, looking back, I would have to say that my connection to the divine actually started to unfold during the numerous occasions where I suffered traumatic injuries and lost consciousness. I've been knocked unconscious or in very uh, traumatic physical uh, situations many, many times. And one time I was uh, severely beaten in the head with a baseball bat by a mugger in Ireland. And I survived the attack, but what I remember is that I actually had a conversation with some kind of being who told me that I couldn't leave the, this planet, that there was stuff that I had to do, there were things that I needed to accomplish, and that I would be sent back into my body. And the next thing I knew, I was back in my body and defending myself. And so I've also heard many other people tell similar stories where they were flatlined or in a death situation, and they heard voices, they saw things. So this just gives me some comfort that there is something more out there than what I can see in, with my five senses and, or I can feel. So I want to stop here and we will be taking a break. I'll be talking more about connecting with the divine when we come back. And this is James Robinson with Get Real Radio. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The world we live in has become a crazy place. 
Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Have you learned how to play the money game? There are all kinds of rules when it comes to money. Should I spend it now or save it for the ultimate rainy day? If I make a tiny mistake now, will it really affect everything in the long term? For the answers, tune in to Cultivate Your Financial Health with Wayne Firebaugh. You'll come away from each show with a better understanding of the rules of money and how it sets up your future. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time with a replay Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, back, everyone. This, this is, is James, James Robinson, Robinson, and, and, and I'm your host yeah. and the guest. And the topic today and what I've been talking about is how do we find God? The, uh, the last segment I was talking about our concept of God, and now I want to talk about how do we connect with the divine. Now, I've studied most of the religions and philosophies and spiritual movements that are available today, and and even the darker sides of all of those religions. And if we filter out all the dogma and rules and negativity inherent in those beliefs, there are some common themes, I think, that enable us to connect with the Creator. You know, one thing I I do want to reemphasize is, what do you think is going to happen when you connect with God? If you think something is going to happen and you're not going to like it, then you're probably not going to be able to connect with God. So you have to have a positive mindset in your search for the divine and something is going to happen that will benefit you. But the first step in many belief systems uh, or religions or philosophies is to quiet your mind. And that means we have to slow down or reduce the voices that we hear in our imagination and the constantly flowing stream of consciousness between our ears. We have to get quiet and look at the constantly flowing thoughts like clouds passing across the sun. Our thoughts are like the clouds, and the sun is actually the divine awareness. There are actually many religions who conceive of God or the divine as sun. And so that's a perfect metaphor because the sun is always there. The sun is always shining light, whether we see it or not. The sun is always in the background, 
because our thoughts tend to get between us and God. So if we can actually allow our thoughts to continue without trying to resist them, we can quieten them down enough to where we can actually start paying attention to what the divine is trying to communicate with us. There are many ways to still the mind, but it is impossibly impossible to completely stop it. If someone would tell you that you are mindless or thoughtless, that would probably mean that you have flatlined and they have no mental activity whatsoever. This is what physicians would call a clinical death, uh, and which is claimed by all of the people who claim death experiences where they went through a tunnel, they talk with beings, and they come back with an altered perception of reality. The, the important thing to remember, though, is in quieting your mind is, is that you don't resist your thoughts. You don't try to stop your thoughts because that's impossible. I would recommend that you just ignore them. One of the practices that I do is just step aside from your thoughts and put them in another place in your brain. I like to think of it as having uh, my mind as a room uh, in a house or uh, even the Christians call it a house. Uh, heaven has many mansions. That's actually a metaphor for your mind. And so if you're having thoughts that are constantly distracting you from your search for the divine, just take those thoughts and put them in another room. Give them a timeout room. Give them a place they can go and continue on like a hamster in a cage and lovingly and quietly shut the door so that they're no longer in your uh, consciousness. This is going to take practice. Nobody can do it immediately. But if you keep practicing this a few minutes a day, you'll be surprised how fast you can get to a place where you're very peaceful, you're very calm, and you can start connecting with the energy that I call the divine. Uh, one experience that I had was uh, with my spiritual guru was they recommended that I go into a room and darken it completely for a week. Well, I, so I went into my bedroom, which had a bathroom, fortunately, and I put curtains across the windows so it was pitch dark, and I stayed there for a week without any communication with the outside world. And the idea was to actually duplicate being in a dark cave like the spiritual masters of the past or monks in monasteries who lived in uh, solitary uh, confinement with the intent of contacting God. This is kind of an extreme way to do it. I wouldn't recommend it because that does cause a lot of distress. It can cause boredom, depression, or anxiety. So I, you know, but I was determined in communicating with God and finding God on some level. And this was a very, very radical way of doing that. Towards the end of the week, I did find that my mind was quieting down and did seem more peaceful and calm. And however, I, again, I still don't think that I had a kind of connection of God with God that I was looking for. I recently met a man who spent many years in close contact with very famous Eastern gurus in India, and he had found a connection with God that few people achieve. He was very emotional. He frequently broke into tears when he was talking about his love of the divine, and, and it was obvious that he was 
very joyful that he was moved to tears with his passion for the divine. And he said that emotions were a sign that God was connected with with us, and the people who tried to be in total bliss all the time were actually on an intellectual high and not really in contact with the divine. So if you do become emotional, that's probably a good sign. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people recommend is meditation, and I don't know that lengthy meditation is a guarantee that you're going to communicate with the divine. I do recommend it for short periods of time, at least to get your mind quietened down and to where you can feel some peace and calm before we go out into the day. It's very beneficial if you do it the first thing in the morning and very beneficial if you do it the last time of night. And a lot of self-improvement uh, teachers will tell you the first thing you think of in the morning and the last thing you think of at night will probably influence how you experience the day in between. The next thing I would suggest to find God is to stop judging what we perceive. And this is harder than it sounds because our minds are finely tuned operating systems genetically engineered to make thousands of judgments per minute in order to keep us safe. I mean, this is what allowed us to survive for tens of thousands of years in very hostile environments. We're constantly comparing ourselves to others, liking or disliking what we experience, and actually having no control over whether we're happy or miserable. It just is we're up to the whatever our mind is thinking of at the time. That's our genetic programming, and we're hardwired to be that way. So the idea is to stop comparing ourselves and to stop judging our uh, what we experience with words like like and dislike, good or bad, right or wrong. It's very important to become as objective as we can about what is we're experiencing so that we can see it from more of a divine perspective. We have to unlock our minds to be open enough to experience the divine. If, if all we can think about is how bad life is or how we're victims of life, this will distract us from the joy that is divine connection. If our minds are trained to think this way, we have to change the way that we think. We have to get to a state of grace. Something that I have done quite a bit of, and that's mantras or affirmations. And while I haven't really found anything that is the perfect do-all and say-all, and this one works for everybody, and this one will get you exactly what you want, the idea is, is to focus on something that gives us peace, joy, happiness, and will allow us to be grateful for whatever it is we're experiencing in the, most, in the moment. Uh, and w they're called mantras in the Eastern philosophies. And basically, these are just statements that we can focus on rather than the bills that we have to pay or the fact that the people that we love aren't treating us the way we want them to or that God uh, hasn't talked to us in a while. So if we can pick one that is makes us feel better, that lifts our spirits, uh, we don't have to do it for a long period of time, although I, would, I have found that the longer you focus on an uplifting uh, statement or mantra, 
the more uplifted you will become. And so I use things like, thank you, God. One spiritual teacher that I have been uh, with for years uh, says that this is the best prayer you can pray. And that is just to say thank you for whatever it is that you're receiving at the time. And it may be painful. It may not be what you want. And it may be scary. But if you can cultivate an attitude of gratitude, what I found is that this actually opens up your mind. It opens up your heart and and allows the divine to come in when you least expect it. So things like thank you, God, or I love you, God, or I am filled with divine love, whatever thought brings peace and joy into your life is going to help you find God's faster. If you're thinking about what's wrong with your life or feelings that you're you're a loser or you're unworthy or anything like that, this is basically going to drive you down into a depression that will be hard for you to feel the, the type of energy, the type of connection that we're looking for in looking for God. And that brings us to the third step in how to connect with God, and that is to understand and to trust that everything is happening for our benefit. You know, a lot of us have gone through experiences that are very traumatic, and we can't possibly in the moment see how that could be a benefit to us. We can either believe that life is creating the best possible scenario for us, or we can believe that we're victims. It's oftentimes one or the other. And one of the things that I find are that people who actually believe and trust that whatever's happening is for their benefit, they're happier. They have more confidence. They enjoy their life more. And that, I think, is one of the signs that you're truly connected with the divine, is to be able to experience joy and happiness when all the stuff is hitting the fan. So you have to look at the way you are responding or reacting to what's happening in your life. Do you truly believe that this is for your benefit, or do you believe that you are being hammered and you're being loser you're a loser and the universe has it out for you it's just a belief it's just a thought and the more you can think of the fact that this is going to help me one day the better you're going to feel the more positive the uh, experience is going to be and we will be able to enjoy our experience In order to find God, we have to really focus on what it is exactly we need to find God. And when life is difficult, I think that this is God's way of telling us that we have to grow and trust God, that God is providing for us in ways that we just simply don't know yet. When life is painful, this means that I have to love more. When people do not love me the way that I want, I have to seek God even more and to stop trying to find whatever I want in someone else. When I am more depressed, I tend to pray harder and to seek God with more desperation. And the man I met recently who had spent his life with gurus put it in terms of desperation. 
He said, sometimes we have to be truly desperate in order to get past the illusions created by our minds. And we have to be patient. I recently went through a very, very, very emotionally traumatic experience with the guru that had left me uh, depressed, traumatized, and broke. Uh, I cannot tell you how lost I felt. However, after this experience, I met someone that I probably would not have connected with had I not had that experience. And I now know that the experience that I had was a huge blessing, if only for this reason. The joy I've experienced with this person has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And I would gladly, gladly experience this traumatic experience over and over again if the true gifts that I have received uh, since then. And this is how God works sometimes, to see if we are ready for truly great blessings. Humility and gratitude are their own reward. And the, it's important to recognize that we don't have the bigger picture. Uh, well, I've been told that it's time to take a short break, and we will be talking more about how to connect with God and what happens when we do connect with God uh, in the next segment. So this is Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you are listening to get real radio with james robinson 
We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I am your host, James Robinson, and we're talking about how to find God. And we've had a couple of questions come in about what's the best and fastest way to have a connection with God, or what techniques or tips can I give to people who want to find God? And I think that the answer to all of these questions is the same, and that is we have to believe in ourselves and love ourselves. You know, most people struggle with our emotional baggage. In other words, somewhere along the way, we were traumatized, and that caused us to believe that we are not worthy or that we'll never deserve the good stuff in life or we are unlovable all these things that we carry around in our subconscious mind that keeps us trapped in this illusion that we are separate from God and that we don't deserve to have a connection to God. The fastest way I have experienced to connect with God is to actually love myself. Now, you know, I've read too many self-help books that all say the same thing. You got to love yourself. The problem is, is that most of us don't know how to do that. And that's because we've never been taught how to love ourselves. So the first thing I would suggest as far as how to love yourself is to focus, is to be aware of what you think about. Because there are so many, we have this, for lack of a better word, a habitual thinking process that I'll call the inner critic. And the inner critic is a voice of somebody that we grew up with or knew or traumatized us in some way that's always telling us that we're wrong, we could have done something better, or we're stupid, or we'll always be broke, and that uh, you know we're unlovable. And this inner critic really runs our life because it's always always talking. So the first thing I would recommend is just tell it to shut up because you have the right to tell it to shut up. And it will actually shut up for a period of time. It may be just a couple of seconds. It may be about a minute before it starts blabbering again. But when it's, if you can recognize that that's just my inner critic, it's just a it's some kind of program in my psyche that was installed when I was very young, and it is a total illusion. It's not real, and that you can control it. So what I would recommend is just stepping aside, as I said, leaving that inner critic outside of yourself, and then ask to, for God to come and fill your heart 
with whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's peace or joy or understanding or love or whatever it is that you're looking for. If you can create the space to allow God to come in, that's still small voice that you've actually probably been listening to and not recognizing will be more isolated and you can hear it. And this is the best way I've found to be able to find that space within yourself where God really is. You know, there's a, there's a saying that, I forget who said it, but it said, God chose to hide in a place we never will look, and that's in our heart. And we need to go there and to find, do whatever you need to do to get away from that inner critic and into that still space that we call the heart. Uh, and it, you have to cultivate a belief system that you are worthy to know God. You are worthy to find God. If there's any insecurity or fear or uh, reluctance to actually in, experience God in whatever form God chooses to come to you, then that makes it very difficult. But you have to make finding God, you have to make connecting with God a priority. And if if this is kind of like the last thing on 20 things that you have listed to do today, you're probably not going to have that that connection to God that you're looking for. You have to put it first on the list, and you have to have some discipline. It doesn't take a long time to have a connection with God, but you do have to be disciplined about it. You do have to think about God the first thing when you wake up, and you have to think about God or the divine or whatever it is you're looking for uh, in the last thing before you go to sleep. Say a prayer, whatever is good for you, that God will come to you. Say a mantra that you deserve to connect with God. Say a mantra that you are filled with God. Say a mantra that brings you the feeling of joy and lightness and uh, happiness. God will come to you, and uh, it's so fast that it will surprise you if you make this a priority. One of the things that I have found is that, again, I don't have burning bushes. I don't have big, regal, divine voices going off uh, and the uh, my head saying, this is God talking, and you need to do this, you need to take a right here. God is not a GPS system. To me, the divine is a feeling. It is a quality. It's not necessarily a goal or a uh, reward. It's just how you experience life. So here are some things that can tell you what God feels like. And so you will know if God is coming to your life. The first thing that you'll notice is that you can breathe easier. You start breathing deeply. You start breathing regularly. You're not panicking all the time. You actually start to calm down. And you will start to notice things. One of the things that I notice that people who have a practice 
that they follow every day, whether it's saying mantras or prayers or whatever it is, is that they appear to be very peaceful. They give out a radiation or a vibration that everything is going to be okay. And when you're actually connected with the divine, you begin to feel that. You begin to believe that. You become more accepting and more happy. When things, somebody says something unkind or something doesn't, somebody cuts you off in traffic, you laugh you, because it's all part of the game. It's all part of the way that we experience life. Do you want to experience life as a walking through a minefield or do you want to experience life seeing one beautiful landscape after another? And it's a choice. And if you're connected to the divine, you're going to choose the beautiful landscapes every time. One of the things I noticed with people who have a spiritual practice and they're devoted to it and they're disciplined about it is that they start making better decisions. They're not panicking all the time. They're not freaking out. They're not, uh, you know, reacting to things. They actually can sit there and consider all the alternatives. And if they get quiet long enough, they instinctively know what the best decision or the best response is. And that's just a sure sign that you're connecting with the divine. The next thing that I notice people that who are connected to the divine is they have their intuition skills grow and grow and grow. And they will know what to do in any given situation, just not because they've been there before or not because they've read a book about it. It just seems to be the right thing to do. And more often times than not, they will be able to pick the, make the decision that brings them to the greatest joy. And a lot of times, this decision will be based on what's best for everybody rather than what's best just for them. One thing, uh, another thing that I notice who people are starting to connect with the divine is that their relationships start changing. The ones that are, are beneficial and uplifting and supportive grow deeper and much more profound. And the relationships that are uh, not supportive, the ones that are sucking energy out of us, and the ones that their people are constantly complaining or gossiping, they, you know, they tend to slip away. They're, we see them less and less, and the... Uh, way that we experience these people is we're just not going to call them back. You know, it's like lose my number. So that we tend to gravitate to people who make our experience more profound and more gener you know, genuine and s we want to help people. We tend to find people like that more and more often and we stop engaging with people who all they can do is complain all they can do is gossip. They just want to talk about who's doing what. And you just don't, you're not interested in that anymore. And the last thing you will notice is that we will stop self-destructive behavior. We will, if, if the more you focus on the divine, the more you focus on God, however you label it, then they will be much more, self-productive. You will start noticing 
the things you say are important. You will start to notice that the things you do are important. You will start to notice that the things that you think are important. And all of these things will become more positive. You'll become more grateful. You'll become more intuitive. You'll start appreciating everything that you have rather than complaining about the things that you don't. There's an, actually a parable that I uh, was given to me that I want to read, and I think it's very, very illustrative about what, what, what I'm talking about. And that is, the gods created heaven and earth, and the gods created spirit and matter. The gods created the stars, the trees, the plants, the animals, men, women, and children. And then the gods gathered together and say, where should we hide ourselves? One said, we'll hide in the ocean. And another said, no, man will find us there with their submarines one day. Another said, let's hide ourselves on the mountaintops in the Himalayas. And they said, no, man will eventually be able to fly to the Himalayas, and they will find us and, and know we are there. We must keep ourselves hidden to give mankind a goal, something to keep working towards, something to keep on trying to find so that they will not forget us. Finally, the wisest God of all said, let us hide ourselves within mankind itself because man will never find us there. So the thing that this teaches us is that we have to look inside ourselves. We have to get quiet enough to look inside and find that actually we are God. We all are God. And that will bring you in my experience, a true realization that we connect our, we create our own reality, we create our own feelings, and we eliminate fear, we become more trusting in God, we understand that the universe is, is providing for us in every minute, we understand that the universe is protecting us, we understand that everything we do and everything that happens is for our benefit. And that's what happens when you connect with the God that we are within us. When we go beneath that, the constant chatter of our mind, when we go beneath the inner critic, when we go to that place where we know God is, we are able to experience life as we were designed to experience it. One way to think about this as we're coming to a close is that imagine who you were when you were first born, a newborn baby. You didn't know anything. You didn't know where you were. You didn't know your name. You didn't know anything. Who were you then? This is the seed that God planted in our hearts in order, so that we could learn how to live on this planet and enjoy it to its fullest. Just remember that if you're looking to find God, look in the mirror and you have found him. So this is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and good luck with your finding God. Just remember to look in the mirror every morning. Thank you 
again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. 